morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Wealth Guardians radio program. Remember, we tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Well, today, uh, Jeffrey Brown, otherwise known as JB, joins me in the studio today. JB's been uh, uh, behind the scenes all these years, uh, pulling the knobs and the levers and everything, producing my show. So I thought uh, I'd let him crawl out from under the covers and say hello to everybody. How you doing, JB? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm just three feet away from you, but hey, it's, I'm glad to be on the show. Well, and JB's going to be helping me out quite a bit today on today's show, and uh, hopefully we uh, we knock it out of the park for you. So for those of you who don't know, my name's Doug Ray, and I'm the host of this program, the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. I'm the president and founder of Ray Financial Group. Ray Financial Group is a professional, independent firm working with pre-retirees and retirees in all areas of retirement and estate planning, including the areas of wealth management, preservation, asset protection, tax reduction, wealth transfer, and distribution. We are fiduciaries with a fiduciary duty, and we have offices in Charlotte and right here in the triad. You know, the objective of this show is to educate and inform the listeners of up-to-date, relevant, and important information in the pre-retirement, retirement, and estate planning arena. And in fact, the topic of each show is an expansion of my weekly column that I do, And this allows us to get into much more detail and specifics and give the listeners much more valuable information uh, that's going to help you. And if you don't get this article via the publications in your area, send us an email at doug at thewealthguardians.com, and I'll make sure my staff gets it right out to you. So again, welcome to the show. And JB, I look forward to spending the next 30 minutes with you and uh, talking about some important retirement planning uh, things. All right, before we get going, let me, as I always try to do, to uh, say a big thank you to all of our uh, men and women serving in the uh, the armed forces of the United States, and also a big shout-out and prayers for everybody down in Texas who are really suffering right now, and, and thank you for all the volunteers who've gone down there to, to, to help out. Um, as um, I wanted to remind you that uh, one show a, a month we do, we answer your emails, so if you've got questions... Uh, e- email me those questions at Doug at thewealthguardians.com. So, you know, every year um, there's rules, guidelines, and tax laws and changes to deal with that come into play with saving and managing your retirement plan. And this year is obviously not, not an exception. People everywhere are wondering just how they can adapt to these changes and maximize their retirement accounts. Well, that's exactly what we're going to be discussing today. You know, last week, uh, the weekly article was on how to maximize your retirement accounts. And the reason I chose to write about this is to do this week's radio show on this topic is that every year these rules tend to change, sometimes greatly, sometimes they just uh, modify it a little bit. This year is obviously no exception with new presidential administration and many changes are expected in the near future. So you have to keep on top of these things in order to effectively maximize uh, your retirement plan. Now, in order to do this, the most proper way, most people will need some professional guidance. Things can change so fast and so often. For example, just a couple of weeks ago, the Treasury Department announced that it was ending the MyRA program. The MyRA program was put in a few years ago to help Americans with no access to employer plans to save for retirement. It had low uh, contribution levels. It had a guaranteed return on savings and was also guaranteed by the U.S. government. 
uh, to never lose an individual's uh, savings. Well, Doug, let me jump in here and ask you, you know, it sounds like a very good savings plan. Why would it be taken away? Well, J.B., simply, most people who qualified for it just weren't taking advantage of it. So the Treasury Department decided to get rid of the plan and focus on some of the other plans that are more commonly used. And if you didn't know about this change, then it could hurt your plan as you need to adjust and adapt and make some changes. Fortunately, there's still several ways to save and maximize your retirement plans, but in order for for you to get the most out of any type of retirement savings plans, be able to maximize your accounts, you have to know about and understand the updated rules. And there's several key factors. The first one is where to contribute. In other words, what specific type of plan are the most proper for your unique and specific situations? Second factor is understanding tax issues on each plan. The goal is to maximize your contributions, but doing so the most tax-efficient way possible. It can make a huge dish, uh, you know, uh, difference in the ultimate value of, of your account. Third factor is understanding cost and fees. Contributing to your retirement account is not free. However, there are some strategies here to minimize the effects of fees and expenses. And finally, the fourth factor, invest smartly. The investment world today is much different than it used to be. The buy and hold strategy and the target date funds may work for young people. Those in pre-retirement and retirement years need more of an adaptive approach that adjusts to changing market environments. So we're going to discuss these factors in more detail today and also answer some key retirement savings questions for you and help you figure out the, the best ways to maximize your retirement account. So, J.B., let's get started. Sounds good, Doug. Well, since a defined benefit pension plan is no longer a part of many people's retirement plans today, personal retirement accounts such as 401Ks and IRAs are now the main type of accounts that most people use. So let's start with those plans. Yeah, you're right. Most companies do not offer pension plans anymore, and um you know, that's because most personal retirement plans such as 401Ks, 403Bs, IRA accounts are the most popular and commonly used tool for saving for retirement. But just because these plans are so popular and well used, it doesn't make them work automatically. It doesn't make it necessarily a successful retirement plan. You still have to understand them and do the right things with them. You have to know which plan or plans to use and how to properly use them and follow the specific rules and guidelines in order to get the most out of each plan. You're exactly right, Doug. And as you said, in order to maximize your personal retirement accounts, you have to go a lot further than just contribute. The goal here needs to be to maximize your contributions, if at all possible. But unfortunately, it appears that this is just not being done. As a matter of fact, back in 2013, they did a survey. The American Benefits Institute reported that while employee participation in 401k plans is very high, fewer than 10% of the employees enrolled elected to contribute the maximum they could. What is even worse is that an estimated that more than half of those employees are not even contributing enough to their 401k plan to qualify for their company's full employer match. So that is definitely a problem. And if you're going to maximize your retirement account, this definitely has to be fixed. <laughs> no doubt about that, JB. It does need to be fixed. So to maximize your personal retirement accounts, you want to contribute the maximum amount that you're allowed to by law. And remember, there's different types of plans that have different contribution limits. 
For this year, the maximum amount you can contribute to a 401k or a 403b is $18,000. But that's if you're under 50. If you're over 50 uh, in 2017, you can contribute up to $24,000. Now, for a Roth or an IRA, the maximum amount you can contribute is $5,500 for those of you who are under 50 and $6,500 for those of you who are 50 and above. A simple IRA plan, there's $12,500 for under 50 and fifteen five for those that are 50 and above. And SEP IRAs, that contribution limit is 25% of compensation up to a maximum of $54,000. Now, if you can't contribute the maximum, at least contribute as much as you have to in order to get the company match. That's free money. And I don't know too many people that would not take free money, right? <laughs> no, I do not. I'll I tell you what. And I can't even think of any reason why you would not want to take advantage of free money. No, there isn't many. So check with your benefits manager to get up to speed on on your employer's matching offers and set up automatic deductions from your paycheck to make sure you're taking advantage of that employer match. Now, these are not the only types of retirement savings plans available. There's many more, and you very well may be able to contribute to more than one type of plan if you qualify, which, of course, can help you maximize your retirement plan. So work with a professional retirement planner to help you figure out the most proper way for you to save and maximize your retirement. Now, Doug, in order to maximize your personal retirement accounts, don't you have to make sure you completely understand the tax issues of the different types of accounts? Yeah, you certainly do. And as you just said, you want to do everything you can to maximize your contributions. But you want to do this in the most tax-efficient way. Each type of plan has specific tax laws and rules, and you have to understand how they specifically work and under what circumstances you should utilize the right and most proper specific uh, situations. Understanding how and what type of account to contribute to the most tax-efficient way can make a huge difference in the ultimate value of your account. So the money that you personally contribute comes out of your salary or gets deducted on your tax return, which lowers your overall tax bill for the year that you contribute. In other words, you're not paying tax on that money that you contribute to the plan. This money will then grow over time, and you'll pay taxes on the money when you withdraw the funds, probably later in retirement. But the Roth IRA, the Roth 401k, and 403b are different. With these plans, you contribute after-tax dollars. In other words, the money that you contribute does not come off your tax return in the year that you can contribute the money. You're paying taxes on the dollars that you contribute, but you gain a tax advantage later on because with these plans, all that money is going to grow tax-free, including the interest and the capital gains, and when you withdraw it, it comes out tax-free. So in my opinion... I think taxes are going to be much higher in the future than they are now. I like the concept of the Roth IRA and the the Roth 401k. All right, you've been listening to the Wealth Guardians radio show. It's heard locally right here on 94.5 WPTI. I want you to go to Facebook, like the Wealth Guardians radio show there, and we do really appreciate you uh, being a listener to our program. If you've got questions or you'd like to come in and, and chat with us, if you want me to do a full five-point master retirement plan with Social Security optimization mixed in, all you have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call at 336-391-3409.
You can also visit our website at www.thewealthguardians.com. We have a lot of informational material there, uh, some videos to look at, uh, white papers to read. But uh, I would really enjoy the opportunity to meet you and sit down and chat about your future. The number is 336-391-3409. And we'll be right back with more Wealth Guardians Radio. Welcome back to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. We tell you what you need to hear, not necessarily what you want to hear. Well, Doug, we're right in the middle of our show about how to maximize your retirement in today's financial world. In the first part of the show, we discuss the type of plan factor and the tax factor. Our next factor is maximizing your retirement accounts, and that's the fee issue. That's a lot of factors, J.B. We're factoring it all (laughs) up today, Doug. You know, um, you're right. Uh, Contributing to the retirement account is not free. And many people don't realize that. As even, you know, your employer-sponsored retirement plans, there's expenses and fees. The employer picks up some of them, but you pick up some yourself. Specifically, their plan has expenses and fund fees. It costs money for companies to sponsor and run a 401k. And it's a hefty tab that generally comes out of your investment returns. The same goes true for some independent and personal retirement plans like IRAs. Fortunately, there are strategies here to minimize the effects of these fees and expenses. Now, look, don't get me wrong. I'm not all against fees. It's not all fees or expenses are bad. Paying a fair fee for a professional money management to maximize returns and control your risk on your portfolio and your nest egg can be a very, very good thing, especially if you don't have the time or the expertise to do it yourself. But in all cases, do what you can to consider the fees and minimize them, or at least make sure they're worth it for what you're getting. And what's the next way to maximize your personal retirement account, JB? All right. The next factor is to invest smartly. Well, obviously you want to do that. You know, unfortunately, it's a whole lot easier said than done, especially with all the options and strategies that are available today in the investment world we live in. And unfortunately, with retirement accounts, especially many people uh, utilize the old buy and hold approach, the target date funds within plans, because that's what a lot of companies are offering. And that's their options inside these company-sponsored retirement plans. You know, the choices uh, encourage the set it and forget it strategy. And unfortunately, this strategy does not work very well in high volatile economic environments. And with volatility more potent now than ever, uh, with another major market correction overdue and expected any time, the setting it and leaving it approach can be a very, very bad decision, especially if you're pre-retirement and retirement years. Remember, Every time you lose money in the market, you have to make a higher percentage than you lost to get back to even. Losses count more than gains. For example, look, if your portfolio loses 50% of its value, you got to get a 100% return just to get back to even. You have to earn double just to get back to even. So if you want to ruin your retirement plan, simply take more losses than gains in your portfolio And you'll go down pretty quickly. You know, one thing I've done in the past as a little exercise with people to drive this point home 
is I, I do this little exercise with them, JB, that says, you know, let's say you got $100,000 right. in a mutual fund that's averaged 12% a year, and then all of a sudden the market takes it down 50%. Well, now your 100000 is $50,000. And then I ask the question, let's say you get lucky in the next year, the market goes up 50%. Right. What's your average rate of return? Mm-hmm. Most people sit there and they think and they say, mm, is it zero? And I say, yeah, it's zero. So, okay, then how much money do you have? And people say, well, I got $100,000. No, you don't. You had a 50% return on $50,000. Now you got $75,000. Mm-hmm. You're still underwater. Right. So people go, oh, yeah. <laughs> so... Most of you guys don't want to make this kind of mistake, so you need to invest smartly. Make sure you're receiving the proper investment advice, have the right type of risk management system employed to grow and protect your money in today's volatile and ever-changing market. Remember, markets are at all-time highs now. It's not a question if another big correction's coming. It is a question of when. And that's some great information you just gave, Doug. So let's turn our attention now to answering some very good retirement savings questions. The first question is regarding something you mentioned earlier. You said something about being able to contribute to multiple accounts. Can you contribute to more than one retirement savings account, such as a 401k plan and an individual retirement account? You know, JB, many people think this can't be done, but the answer actually is yes. You can contribute to multiple accounts as long as you stay within plan guidelines and the IRS guidelines. For example, if you are able to contribute and max out your 401k plan at work and contribute to some type of personal retirement account such as an IRA or a Roth IRA, depending upon how much you make and other qualification guidelines. So the answer to the question is yes, you can contribute to multiple types of accounts, And there are other types of accounts that don't have any guidelines allowing you to contribute much more if you want. Well, how about contributing for a spouse, Doug? I mean, if one spouse does not have earned income, can the working spouse contribute for a non-working spouse? Another very good question. A lot of people think, no, they can't. But the answer, again, is yes. You can contribute for a non-working spouse as long as you have enough earned income to contribute for both. You can only contribute up to the maximum amount you make. But as long as there's enough earned income, then you can contribute for both. That's a great tool for maximizing your retirement plan. Well, obviously, part of maximizing your retirement accounts is meeting the deadlines. So what are the deadlines each year for contributing? Yeah, another good question. Uh, And again, it depends upon the type of plan. For instance, in a 401k or a 403b or any other employee-sponsored plan, you have until the end of the year for those deadlines. Let's say you're 55 and you want to put $24,000 in for uh, year 2017. You can do it, but it has to be done by December 31st of this year. But for personal retirement accounts like the IRA or the Roth IRA, you have until April 15th of the year following to make that contribution for the previous tax year. So if I'm doing my taxes, say, in March of 2018, and those are for the 2017 tax year, and I realize I didn't contribute to my Roth or my traditional IRA, then I still have time to make my contribution. So the different plans have different deadlines, and this may be another reason why you need a professional uh, guidance to help make sure you're contributing to the maximum amount possible. 
and you're contributing it in the most tax-efficient way. All right, so we've, uh, JB, you've covered some pretty good points here. I mean, on today's show, we've talked about uh, maximizing your retirement plan. We've talked about uh, uh, fees and expenses. We've talked about how to invest smartly. We, we've talked about about tax deadlines and when you need to contribute in different plans and so forth. So, Doug, let me ask you, in your opinion, what's the best way to contribute on a before-the-tax basis or an after-tax basis? Well, you know, that's another good question, JB. And, and i got to tell you, you asked my opinion, I, I kind of like the after-tax basis, and I'll get into into why in a minute. But actually, the answer is it's different for everybody. Right. You know, you got to sit down and analyze each individual's position and their goals or needs, the what, what, what they're trying to accomplish, the whole ball of wax goes into a good retirement plan. But, you know, you asked my opinion, so so here it is. Okay. Uh, I really favor um, the Roth type of accounts. And I believe that in my practice, I want to try to create as much tax-free income as I possibly can for my retirees. And, you know, it just boils down to this. I mean, the, the way our country has been spending money like a drunk sailor on shore leave, right. uh, our, our debt is over $20 trillion. The unfunded liabilities on Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, it's literally through the roof. And I honestly don't know how in the world uh, taxes will be um, as low as they are now or even lower in the future. I know the president is embarking on a tax cut to tax reform strategy, and perhaps he'll get it through, but somewhere down the line, four years, eight years, ten years, it's my sincere belief taxes are going to be a lot higher than, than they are now. Right. Do you know what the highest tax rate we've ever had in this country? Oh, gosh. Um, I do not. It was over 90% right after wow. World War II. I was going to say that probably around the world. Yeah, and and they about five years, I think, they the highest rate was 90%. And then they dropped it down to 70 mm-hmm. And it stayed at 70% all the way into Ronald Reagan's administration when he dropped it down to 28.6, I think it was. So the, there is precedent for taxes to be higher in this, in this country. Sure. And, and I think we're going that way. So in my opinion... Uh, creating that tax-free income via Roth uh, IRAs um, is a great way to do it. Now, again, we talked about rules and regulations today. Mm-hmm. There's rules and regulations to these Roths, too. The first one is this. To make a contribution to a Roth, a, a, uh, a married couple filing jointly is phased out with income limits. If you make, uh, I think it's about $185,000, you can't contribute to a Roth. But... You can convert what you have to a Roth. And I tell everybody, if you don't have a Roth, go out today and get one. Get it seeded with $100 because you have to have uh, a seasoning of five years before the government will let you take the growth out of that Roth tax-free. So what this does is it gives you flexibility in your future strategy and planning to do tax conversions. I love this bracket bump. I've talked about that strategy on this show many times before, but everybody needs to be taking advantage of our tax code today. While we can consider taxes cheaper now, we can consider them on sale today as opposed to where they may be in the future. 
So a bracket bump conversion strategy is figuring out where your tax bracket is and how much room you have above your current tax bracket, but not going into the higher tax bracket and converting enough of your IRA every year to the Roth IRA to take advantage of it. So let's say, for example, you're in the 25% bracket, and we can get you uh, up to the 28% bracket by converting $30,000 of your IRA. Let's do that. Let's take advantage of that 25% bracket today before maybe 10 years from now it's 50%. That gives us a plan and a strategy to convert your IRAs over the course of time in the most tax-efficient manner possible. So, folks, if you want to talk about this strategy, if you want to talk about your situation, um, I'd love for you to come into our Clemens office and sit down with me and have a cup of coffee together and, and go over your, your situation. The number to do that is 336-391-3409, 336-391-3409. Also, I want to remind you, we're doing our last Social Security Workshops of the Year on Tuesday, September 26th, Thursday, September the 28th, all at 6.30 at the Broyhill Office and Convention Center. So if you want to attend those, I suggest you go ahead and call early or go online at thewealthguardians.com and register. Last Social Security of the Year, Tuesday, September 26th, Thursday, September 28th, 6.30 p.m., We'll see you next week right here on the Wealth Guardians radio program. 